0: Thanks for listening to The Cool Church Podcast. We're praying that wherever you are on this journey, that this message encourages you. And we wanted you to know that you were created out of love. And now here's today's message.
1: Cool family, week two, cool summer. Thank you for coming back. Oh, my goodness. I haven't been away from this house for two weeks since the existence of the church I don't even know like how to handle it like I'm not gonna lie I got like a, a nervous twitch I'm just kidding man I, I'm, I'm getting relaxed I'm, I'm with my baby we're having a good time and once again thank you for allowing us to get some rest we're coming back better and stronger but week two a cool summer you you're not even ready. You are not even ready. I'm so excited for the person that's about to come up and speak today. I I told y'all we wasn't playing no games. Like if you was going to invite anybody to any week of Cool Church, this should have been the week. The person that we got coming to the stage, I I mean, I I don't have time to go through all the accolades, but I I will say this, Um, this gentleman, is a board member of Cool Church, okay? So when, when we make moves, when we make big decisions, the wisdom that is coming from the board is is, is coming from this specific gentleman right here. Not only um, is, is he a board member, he uh, has been with us from the very beginning. Of, of cool church when when Joe and I were young church planners and we didn't know our way around ARC the Association of Related Churches, um, Pastor Jimmy Rollins, Jimmy and his wife Irene, they really came alongside of us um, as as like big bro and big sis and they showed us all the ropes of how to do it, how to get this thing going. And they they've encouraged us along the way. They have blessed us, man. They have connected us with, with different people. They've done so many things that you don't know about behind the scenes to see Cool Church be successful. They've always been uh, supporters of Cool. And, and I love it because, man, they've really come on as elders to this house. Jimmy and Irene have grown amazing churches like I-5 City, and then they combined with Destiny Church to become Union Church along with Pastor Stephen Chandler. And now the the, the, the mantle of, of apostle and elder is really uh, upon their lives. And Jimmy specifically has spoken so much life into this house. Anytime I've had a difficult decision to make, any, anytime I needed counsel or wisdom, Jimmy has been there. And the thing I love about Jimmy uh, more than anything He's, he's hands down probably the best preacher you'll ever hear in your entire life. And I do not say that lightly. And if you don't believe me, you're about to find out in a second. But the thing that I love most about Jimmy is that from day one, he's preached this and he's lived this. He's always been a man that believes in accountability. No matter how crazy things get, the highs and the lows, Jimmy is there to make sure he's been that support that shoulder. I have literally, in some of the darkest times in my life, I have literally cried on this man's shoulders. I'm so thankful for him because he's a big dude and the shoulders are big, man, but he's always had room um, to, to love on a young guy like me trying to figure out uh, how to grow uh, the, the capital C Church. And honestly, I can say this from the bottom of my heart, I don't know if we would still be here without him. I'm thankful uh, for you, Jimmy. I love you so much, man. And thank you for always being a big bro uh, to me and Joe. We love you to death. And man, I'm so glad that you're finally here because, man, let me tell you something. Cool church, y'all not even ready. So, because honor is our calling, everybody get up on your feet right now come on come on yes you in the back i keep saying it you don't try me two weeks in a row you in the back okay get up right now and on the count of three let's give pastor jimmy rollins the greatest round of applause of all time here we go one two three <clears throat> love you jimmy come on let's kill it, man. Woo! let's go let's go come
2: on let's put our hands together for jesus Come on, does anybody have a testimony Let's say that if it had not been for Jesus, come on, somebody died in a car accident you made out without a scratch. You shouldn't be in your right mind, but for his grace and his mercy. Can we give God a praise up in this place? One more time. Y'all can have your seats in God's presence. I'm so honored. To be here at Cool Church, it's been absolutely amazing watching you all navigate church planning and navigate moving from building to building and navigate what's coming next and navigate COVID. And I just want to thank you all for... Just being here, I want to thank you all for showing up on behalf of your amazing pastors. And I get an opportunity to oversee this church and uh, to to see behind the scenes and the finances and and help kind of guide uh, your pastors on what's next. And uh, what a privilege and an honor it is to do that. And I absolutely love these moments of honor uh, because we think that honor is is what we're giving to the other person. And it, it really somewhat is, but honor is more for us. And when we honor somebody, number one, it keeps us in a place of humility. And I love the idea of giving the credit away. I love the idea of giving the praise away so it doesn't fall on me. Come on, somebody. But one of the things about honor is honor is, 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 is spiritual. It, it is literally the, the culture, if you will, of the atmosphere of heaven. And, and your pastors, and I want to take a second to brag on uh, Joe and Terrence and, and just who they are in Christ, you know, they have, uh, I, I, they're probably the most gifted people that I know creatively and, 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 and insight and, and what they see and prophetically. Uh, but I want to tell you how amazing that is. Their marriage is amazing. Their family uh, is amazing. But what honor does in the kingdom is when you honor someone, what you're saying is, God, my spirit comes into agreement with your choice. Amen. Right? My spirit comes into agreement with your choice. And now there's an exchange that happens because when you honor someone, and it's kingdom honor, my spirit comes into agreement with God's choice, I then get on my life what's on their life. Come on, somebody. I'll take a little creativity. Come on, somebody. I'll take some of that anointing that your pastor's got. But before we jump into this message, can we take, come on, somebody, about 15 to 30 seconds and honor some of the best pastors in the world, Pastor Terrence and Joanne. Wilson come on come on come on cool. We can do better than that We can do better than that your marriage is better your hope is better. Your purpose is better Come on some of y'all got healed and set free and delivered here at cool church And so we honor them Such a privilege to be here and I also want to take a second uh, to honor My bride of 23 amazing years come on somebody. I love you girl my wife uh, is with me, and uh, we recently moved from Annapolis, Maryland. Uh, we pastored in Baltimore for, for, uh, since 2011 and, and merged the church, and now we step into marriage ministry and helping uh, people in ministry deal with recovery and addiction and, and all of those good things. And, and uh, 23 years, it's been about the best seven years ever. And God now has uh, Irene and I, uh, just in our, in our family, we, we, we moved to uh, West Palm Beach in February. And, and, uh, and so it was just a drive down. Come on. Um, and so y'all going to see us when we're not speaking somewhere, probably just pop in and, and checking in on you. But my wife, uh, August 2nd, uh, she is, her first book is being released, Reframe Your Shame, on August 2nd. And uh, we would love for you to go to Amazon and just look up Reframe Your Shame. And, and our story is absolutely Humbling. It's, on, it's an honor to carry our story. And uh, we were pastoring a church, and our marriage and our, our at-home at life got jacked up. And, and, uh, and so because I wasn't pastoring at home, uh, alcohol started pastoring uh, my wife. And this uh, November, she celebrates seven years of sobriety. Come on, somebody. And, and, and she wrote a book on it, and it's called Reframe Your Shame. Experience freedom from the things that hold you back. And, uh, uh, and I have been uh, a recipient of that freedom also during that time, and just with food addiction and pornography, uh, but dibbling back into that. Uh, even as a pastor and a leader, I'm going to share some of that today in our testimony today. Uh, and so uh, with that, you know, she's seven years sober. And, and I'm also, I like to say, I'm, I'm seven years sober. I've lost 150 pounds in the last seven years. And I want to let you know that he who the sun sets free is free Indeed, could anybody use a little bit of freedom today? Come on, somebody, a little bit of joy. And so I'm going to share this message that I'm so excited to share. We want to welcome all of you who are watching online. Maybe you'll watch this message later. I love that the fact that the Holy Spirit is not a respecter of location, Uh, that the Holy Spirit can be here. He can be in your car. He can be at your house. Come on, somebody's in the shower, in the bathroom, at the mall. Sometimes, come on, I'll be walking through the mall and I'm like, Holy Spirit, I need you today. And, and so I'm pumped about this message today. If you're joining us online, uh, we just want you to be a part of this Cool Church family. If you are in the South Florida area, you need to show up. Come on, COVID, we, we, we navigating this thing. Ain't no more excuses. Get back in church. Yeah. Amen. Let's jump into God's Word. Uh, uh, I, this is one of my favorite messages to preach. It's hot off the presses. Uh, uh, and we're going we're gonna to jump into Luke chapter 8, uh, verse 1 through 3. Luke chapter 8. Verse one through three. And it says, he, "He continued according to plan. who? Jesus? Jesus traveled to town after town, village after village, preaching God's kingdom, and spreading the message. And then it starts and says, "Who was with Jesus?" The 12 were with him. That would be the 12 disciples. There were also some women in their company. I love that, in their company. Somebody say their company. There are some women in their company who had been healed of various evil afflictions and illnesses. And then it starts to list off the kind of people that were in the company of Jesus. Mary, the one called Magdalene, from whom seven demons had gone out, come on. Your husband only got three, and God still uses him. These are the kind of people that are hanging out with Jesus. Joanna, wife of Chuzza, Herod's manager, and Susanna, along with many others, key verse, who used their considerable testimony, who used their considerable story, who use their considerable past who use their considerable junk in their history to provide for the company cool church today i want to preach to you from the topic in the company of jesus come on look at your neighbor right now says you today you're in the company of jesus come on look at the other one on the other side of you with bad breath and say today your breath needs some company with a mint <laughs> i'm in the company of Jesus. Father, I pray, God, that today more of you and less of me, God, I pray that your Holy Spirit infiltrate, that your Holy Spirit not just visit but set up residence on the inside of us to let us know, God, that our past can count for more than pain. Our past can count for purpose. And we're going to give God, you. we're going to give you praise in the process. In Jesus' name. And everybody said it good. Amen. I'm excited, Cool Church. Thank you, man. Y'all are amazing. Got Chandler Moore on the drums. <laughs> I said it looked like I took a picture and sent it to him. I'm like, bro, you, gotta, you, you're in two places today. In the company of Jesus. I love the fact that in the kingdom, my past, is a part of my purpose. Come on, can I get a good amen right there? Well, well let, me, let me just pause real quick because I, I feel like I'm home today. Uh, you see, I preach at a lot of churches that ain't our church. So today, I'm gonna need y'all to be our church. Y'all better talk to me today now. I love the fact that God doesn't use me because of me. But he uses me in spite of me. Come on, look at the person next and says, I might not be your choice. (laughs) Woo! But somehow, because of his grace and his mercy, God doesn't look at the outward appearance, but he looks at the heart. Come on, somebody. Is there any ex-sinners? Come on, somebody. Is there any people who used to back it up at the club but slid into church this morning? I want to talk to some people today that haven't dotted all their I's and crossed all their T's but can say, but for God's grace in my life, I don't know where I would be. I came to preach today in the company of Jesus. Alcoholics in the company of Jesus. Insecure people in the company of Jesus. People who don't got it all together in the company of Jesus. You see I've been in some other company. Come on somebody. But something happens on the inside of me when I find myself in the company of of the presence of Jesus. In the company of Jesus, it was during the pandemic when all of us got put kind of on the same playing field. We were all quarantined. Come on, somebody. We were all struggling with anxiety. We were all, if you got children, Want to kick our kids out the house? Come on, somebody! All of us, and the pandemic exposed some things, didn't it? Yeah. I love that song we sang: "Christ is our firm foundation, the one on whom I stand when everything else, come on, is jacked up." It's incredible to see how a pandemic or a crisis or a storm exposes the foundation that we've been standing on. You can't build a foundation in a storm. You have had to have a foundation when the storm comes. And it was during the pandemic when the emotional issues of anxiety and depression and discouragement were at an all time high. You know what was also at an all time high? Amazon Deliveries, come on somebody. Where y'all at, where y'all at, where y'all at? Boxes showing up Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday morning, Wednesday afternoon, Wednesday night, Thursday, come on somebody, Friday. Come on, Amazon wasn't closed on Sunday. Their boxes showing up on Sunday. I kinda have a habit of ordering things. Don't judge me. My wife calls it a habit. I call it a hobby. Come on, somebody. But it was during the pandemic where boxes were showing up, and I got to know my delivery guy. Come on, somebody. I fried some chicken. He he was like, bro, you want some chicken? He was like, yeah. We became friends because he was at my house all the time. I got used to him. he was I knew what he looked like. I knew I, I, I don't know about y'all, but I, I, I live in outside, right outside of Baltimore, so I got security cameras. and a concealed carry permit. Come on somebody. Just in case it go down, I need to set it off. I'll pray that he resurrect you. Come on somebody. Uh, And so every time the, my phone would give me a notification that the Amazon guy was pulling up, I got joy about me. It was something that... <laughs> and so he'd come up the driveway and I'd get a notification and I'd, you know, make it on out to the front door. And I got to know his name. He had the Amazon tag on. He, he showed up in the Amazon vehicle. And this was time after time after time after time after time. He was like a part of our family, y'all. And then something happened one day. He didn't show up. A guy got out of the Amazon truck. Come on. He didn't have an Amazon uniform on. And I had to check him. Come on, y'all, make sure. Nobody was trying to rob me. And, and, uh, And he said, sir, I got your package delivered. So he came to our house about three days in a row. And then something odd happened on the Thursday, I believe it was. The notification went off, and there was somebody in a rider truck pulling up my driveway. And he didn't have on the uniform. There was no name badge that said Amazon. Come on. So I told my son, go get my piece. (laughs) Not my piece in the boat in the midst of a storm. (laughs) Come on, son. My piece that I wear on my waist. And the dude rolled up, and I could tell he hadn't gone through training. He had my package. And this started to happen to the point that on that Sunday, I told y'all, don't judge me every day. It's not a habit, it's a hobby. A guy rolled up in an old Toyota Corolla. Come on somebody, all jacked up, rusted bumpers. And he pulls up and he's got my package. And he says, yeah, I work for Amazon. I was like, no, you don't, homie. (laughs) How you get my package? You hadn't been through training. And what I came to discover was the demand of what people were ordering was such at an all-time high. They used to just hire people who went through the training, people, come on, somebody who had the culture, people who went through, come on, somebody dotted all their I's and, and, and crossed all their T's. But because of the demand of what was needed, Amazon just started hiring anybody And everybody, I came, come on, somebody, down the turnpike to let this church know that there are People in your city, people in your community, people in your family that are looking for a delivery of peace and joy and forgiveness and redemption. And guess what? The kingdom ain't hiring just pastors and leaders. The kingdom is hiring people just like you. You haven't gone through all the training. You don't know all the words to the song. You dragged yourself to church. You don't have the uniform on, but somehow God is using ordinary, everyday people just like you to deliver the package of purpose. come on, look at the person next to you, says even you, come on, matter of fact, I'm home. Go ahead and touch five people and say God is using you right now, you with your story, you with your history, you with your, uh, uh, come on, single mama, you, God is in the business of using unmarked, identified people to be In the company of Jesus me in the company of Jesus me the way I thought about things last night me me come on somebody I've been saved two seconds and God is using me this is only my first week here at cool church And you telling me there is no seance come on you telling me that I don't have to go dip seven times in the Jordan you're telling me that God can use me I'm a college dropout what are you talking about God can use me I've been divorced twice God can use me I got more month than I got money I came to tell you cool church that God is going to use you matter of fact Jeremiah says for I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans not to harm you but to prosper you and to give you a hope and a future. Can I get about a 15-second praise break that somebody says, I can't believe that God uses. See, that praise was okay if you didn't have history I want to talk to the people that haven't been saved their whole life I want to talk to the people come on that you were how many of y'all were professional sinners? Come on, somebody. You knew how to sin real? Where y'all at? I, I, come on, identify yourself. I knew how to sin real good. Now, take that hand and stand up on your feet because you are a professional sinner. Now, if you know that you don't deserve to be used by God, but yet he still uses you, you'll give him a 15-second praise break. Yeah, yeah, yeah. His grace is his mercy. Great is your faithfulness. Morning by morning, new mercies I see. Is there a church that knows that hell tried to get me, but no weapon that is full? Yeah, I don't get to preach like this every week, so y'all come on. The Bible says that he continued according to plan. Oh wait, 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 wait. You mean to tell me it was always his plan to use broken people? I came to encourage. A woman or a man that your first marriage didn't work out. But his grace and his mercy is working in the marriage you're in. Right now, I came to tell some people. Where are my single people at? Come on, somebody. That just because it's your second time doesn't mean God's going to give you second best. That God has a purpose and a destiny still for you. Somebody better get up and shout right now if you're single. Come on cuz we have cool church dating service right now that you need to get up and spin and say I got my hair did. I got my shape up done. It <laughs> uh, I want you to do something. Find somebody you can look at in the eye. Come on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Look at look at them in the eye. I don't care if you know them or not. The come on, just sit, come on. Everybody have somebody. Come on, look, look at them, look at him, look at them. Say you. You were God's plan. Yeah. You were God's plan. That your whole family. Would be saved. But you have to forgive people who don't deserve it. (laughs) Some of y'all ain't gonna get it. Wait a minute, Pastor. Uh uh, you said to the level of grace. That has been appropriated to you is the level of grace that you are supposed to distribute as a member of the company I I love this idea of kingdom company I'm a part of the kingdom of God now for those of you who are new at church that's not a King James word that word kingdom is simply broke down into two parts: the king's domain. Amen. That means where the king has influence, where the king lords. Are y'all with me? Amen. The jurisdiction of the king. You see every football game, every uh, uh, basketball game. That's I, I hate this summer season because it's just baseball. That's just not my thing. <laughs> Come on, somebody. But every game, even kids' games, they say this prayer. Called the Lord's Prayer and this prayer is actually the mission of the kingdom of God they say our father which art in heaven they're acknowledging who's the king our father which art in heaven hallowed be thy name you're amazing thy kingdom come thy will be on earth as it is in heaven I don't think that unsaved people know what they're praying. And I don't think that saved people know what's supposed to happen when they pray it. I came to tell you that when you say thy kingdom come, what you are saying is the domain that is in heaven, healing that is in heaven, freedom that is in heaven, Deliverance that is in heaven, joy that is in heaven, forgiveness that is in heaven. I want that atmosphere to come down to this. I came to tell you that heaven is not just somewhere that you're gonna go when you die. You can have heaven right now. You can have the kingdom of God. Come on, somebody. Show up in your house where you don't want to church to lay hands on your children. The kingdom is simply praying that the atmosphere of heaven show up in the realness and the power of what it is on earth. Y'all, I'm telling you this, is me and Irene years ago moved into our first house in 2005 and, and, we, and, 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 and we was the only black family in the neighborhood. I'm just going to say it like it is. And, and when we moved in, this lady who lived next to us said something like this. She says, how did y'all? I ain't got to go. I said, I'm a drug dealer. Watch your kids, woman. <laughs> y'all, yeah, one time, it just ain't got nothing to do with my message. She corrected our son. And I watched my wife turn it out, y'all. It was amazing. Just Come on, this, this little yellow woman can go there, y'all. I was like, okay. I just, I just wanted to just tell y'all that has nothing to do with what I'm talking about. But this lady, we we decided because we was the only in there, we was going to have the best lawn. Not that I can do it myself, but I paid people to make my grass green. Y'all, it was lush. It was amazing. I was proud of my lawn. And so this lady, there was no fence. I noticed that she kept cutting my grass. She she was she was the first time she was one line in. The second time she's two lines in. Come on, y'all. Right, hold up, lady. Y'all back up off my property a little bit. But then I realized something. I'm getting free grass cutting. Where y'all at? Come on, keep cutting it. Because there was no fence. There was no demarcation line that said, that's yours and this is mine. So she started to intrude on what was mine, but I was comfortable with it because I didn't have to pay the cost for it until it was time for me to build something. She did not understand that there was a line that was my jurisdiction that I am supposed to maintain. And can I come to tell you all that many of us have been allowing the enemy to maintain stuff that is ours. But God is saying in this next season, you are gonna to have to take back what the enemy stole from you. And you're gonna to have to push back the kingdom of darkness to establish heaven on earth so that you can build something in your children some of us need to stop allowing social media to maintain our children I'm in the company of Jesus pastor what do you why are you saying that because I think we get used to stuff that don't cost us Healing costs you. Joy will cost you. Even your praise, it will cost your emotions. I don't feel like praising. That's not why you praise. You don't praise to get free. You praise from a place of freedom. Are you with me? It's what happens when the kingdom shows up. So what God is doing is he is looking for ordinary everyday people to deliver joy, to deliver peace, to deliver forgiveness just like the Amazon, not the Amazon guy but the last guy. People who don't look like it. People who need to people who have a jacked up past, people who who have a who have who have some insecurities and some fears. God is looking for those kind of people in his company. Mary Magdalene? You mean God used somebody with seven demons? Come on, y'all. You mean Joanna? She was the wife of a tax collector? God can use, she was a, what would be a politician today? God can use them? Susanna, who had been healed by Jesus you mean the 12 you mean Peter somebody who would deny Jesus yeah. God will use it you mean Judas somebody who would betray Jesus God always uses people to fulfill his kingdom plan and I'm gonna jump through this message real quick because the first thought if you're taking notes how he uses us is, is you have to answer the help wanted ad. The Holy Spirit is saying help wanted. God wants to bring freedom to your family, but he's putting out a job requisition that says help wanted. God is looking. Some, some of y'all are like, I can't stand the people on my job. Come on, where y'all at? <laughs> Don't raise your hand if you work for Cool Church. Come on. <laughs> and you're wondering, man, do I leave this job? Do I quit this job? not until you fulfill your kingdom assignment to love people that don't deserve to be loved to forgive people that don't deserve to be forgiven, it says help, want Even in Matthew 4, 18 through 20, one day Jesus was walking along the shore of the Sea of Galilee and saw two brothers, Simon, also called Peter and Andrew, throwing a net into the water for they fished for a living. Jesus called out to them and said, come follow me and I will take what you're good at and put purpose to it. You don't have to be in full-time ministry to do full-time ministry. He was calling. He says, I know you fish for catfish. I don't know if it was catfish, but a fried catfish sandwich sounds good right about right now. Come away all that. But I'm going to teach you how to fish for people. I'm going to take your ordinary and make it extraordinary. I'm going to take your gift and bring some glory to it. Help, want it. I love Ephesians 2.1. It says, God does both the making and the saving. He creates each of us by Christ Jesus to join him in the work. He does the good work. He has gotten ready for us to do work we had better be doing. Now, I'm 48 years old. And I had some jobs in my life. But when I was a teenager, one year I had seven W-2s. That means I quit six jobs, come on somebody.
0: <laughs>
2: I was 16 years old and I remember this one job, I worked at Taco Bell. Yo, okay though, Taco Bell? I loved a soft taco, come on, back in the day, put that hot sauce on there, uh-huh. And I worked. At Taco Bell and I was, I was working the shift and, and there, was a, there was three other people who were working with me on the shift and our manager. And it was a Sunday and nobody was coming in to the store. So what happens when that, when that goes down, managers start sending people home. So I'm waiting to be sent home. Come on, y'all. Where y'all at? Just, uh, it's, come on. I, I, I want to go out. I, I want to party. I've got to do something other than stir up this fake ground beef. And so the manager starts sending fools home He sent the first person home He sent the second, the third person home To the point, it's just me and him (laughs) And then a church bus showed up Come on y'all It was us They had been in church all day, and I was like, Taco Bell? (laughs) Them jokers got off there, Taco Bell, church hats on, come on. Outfits on about 60 of them deep, come on, somebody. They They was ready to eat, they got off that bus, and I started seeing them walk in the door, but the manager had sent everybody else home. Come on, somebody. So I went into intercession. And I did what any 16 year old would do. I looked at the manager, I took off my uniform, and I was like, peace! And I quit, come on somebody! And I don't know how all of them people got I came to tell you, Cool Church, that there is a community that is looking to get served. And many of you have said peace to your calling and you walked out on the thing that you know God sent you to do. And I came to tell you it's time for you to put the uniform of the Kingdom Company back on and says my job is to feed those who need to be fed. Come on, look at the person next to you. and says, "You're hired. You're hired. You're hired." Help. Wanted. Number two. Hands open. We love to do this. What's in it for me? What's my paycheck gonna look like? And some of us have a paycheck but no purpose. What? What am I supposed to be doing, God? What's in it for me? When am I gonna get blessed? When I'm gonna get free? When I'm gonna stop dealing with what I'm dealing with? And we have this negotiation with our creator that says this, come on, college and, 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 and teenage in high school, God, if you give me an A on this test, I promise you, I'll never send, it. I won't slide into her DMs ever again. God, if you just help me, you ain't studied, come on, somebody, you, don't, you ain't been in class, Talking about God, 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 help, 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 help. And he's saying, I'll help when you help. Oh, I came to get some of us. Come on, I'm coming down your road right now. Uh-huh, I, I, he's saying, I, I, I'll help when you help. And he says, I don't know how to help, God. I, I don't have the Bible knowledge. I don't have what everybody else has. He said, I'm not... Looking for a resume. I'm looking for something to redeem, to give you a testimony. You don't need a 401k. You need a testimony. You don't need extra benefits. You need a testimony. I want everybody look at their hands. Come on, come on. Hold your hands out like this. Some of y'all hands ashes. I don't know what look like. You've been juggling powdered donuts you see those lines those fingerprints do you know that you did not come off an assembly line the Bible says come on look at him that you are fearfully and wonderfully made the Bible says that you are a masterpiece created in the image of God do you know that those lines Those prints are unique to you, which means no one can do what you can do. Nobody has what you have. The anointing that you have, nobody else has. The gifts and callings that you have, nobody has. Because many of us think that's somebody else's job. I'm talking to somebody right here. I'll let the pastors do that. God wants to use your hands to heal the relationship between you and your mom. Oh, I know you can throw hands. But can you lay them? hmm Healing is in my hands. I feel the anointing right here. I'm going to end right here. Where's my keyboard player? At? In my hands and touch some things. God, you want to use me? Me and Irene cannot believe. That God still uses us. These hands have punched holes in the walls because of anger. These hands have said, "I, I hate you. I, I, don't want to be married to you anymore." Oh, I'm giving you real, real stories. This, this is real. I, I can't be fake. These hands have. Looked up some pornography sites because my wife was drunk. These hands. Yeah. Pastor, you, yep. But I realized something that everything that God redeems, He wants to still use. And the Bible says that we overcome by the blood of the Lamb. That's the redemptive work of Jesus. That's the work he does. But he's waiting for us to do a work. That's called the work of talking about it. Pastor, how do you be so real? Because I've been so fake for so long. I have learned something. Are you all ready? I have learned that the enemy can't remind you about stuff you're already talking about. I feel like preaching up in here. Is there anybody, is there somebody in the room today or watching online that says, I once was lost, but now I'm found. I once was blind, but now I see. I once was wretched, but now I'm righteous. I'm now, I once, come on, somebody, Paul, persecuted the church, but now I'm purpose in the church. Look what the Lord has done. Hands open. Feel the room, feel the room. Feel the room, feel the room. Holy Spirit. Come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. Feel the room. I feel like that. I I don't know, y'all. I got way more notes, but I feel that there's an anointing in this place right now. There's somebody. You've been dibbling and dabbling something, and you've been stuck in the cycle of addiction or the cycle of dealing with sin or the cycle. I want you to run up to this altar right now, and when you step outside of your seat, the Holy Spirit is going to step inside of your heart. I triple dog dare you to step out and with this confidence that says devil you should have took me out yesterday but because i made it to today and i know that god can use anything and use my story i came to let the enemy know you're defeated feel the room feel the room feel the room feel the room are there any worshipers in the house come on hands open see sometimes it's just an act of surrender God here I am God I need your forgiveness God I need your mercy God I need your love God I need your joy God I don't want to leave outside of this room if your presence is here let it help me if your presence is here let it forgive me if your presence is here who are at the altar, I want you to I want you to look at me for a second. I and my wife are proof that his grace and his mercy is enough. You don't need the approval of some dude You don't need the approval of your parents. You don't need the approval of man. When grace gets a hold of your life, I'm telling you, can't no devil in hell stop you. And Cool Church, I came to let you know, to have a testimony, it requires talking about it. can't believe, I've been in full-time ministry since 1994. I can't believe that it took 40 years to walk in God's grace, preaching all over the world, staying in the best hotels, Fell in love with Jesus. I learned something that nothing outside of his presence can satisfy me. I was a pastor of a church, pastor of a big church, and had to step away. I thought it was all over. And I remember a friend calling me with accountability and he said, Jimmy, I'm sick and tired of hearing you complain about something that you have the ability to change. And I said, you don't understand how bad I'm hurting. I'm done. I don't love her anymore. I don't wanna be married anymore. I don't wanna pastor anymore. And he said, you'll never have the wife you want until you learn to love the wife you have. I want to make that real for you because some of you think that God made a mistake in the situation that you're in. He didn't make a mistake. He's going to bless it to the point that you love it. Because when you love the, the space you're in, it strengthens the testimony you have. Are y'all hearing what I'm saying? God didn't remove me. He redeemed it. I, I, I feel like I'm supposed to talk to somebody today. Somebody today who who says, I don't know about this God thing. I don't know about this church thing. Uh, Does it really work? I am a living, breathing, walking, talking testimony. I'll never forget my wife at rehab for 45 days, and I was a single dad, and nobody knew. I was a pastor who worked for God, but working for God became a substitute of time with God. And I went down to the basement while she was gone, 420 pounds. And I said, God, I need you to show up in my life today. And the, this song had just come out. And if we know it, we can sing it. This is how I fight my battles. And, and, and it had just come out. And I was like, the Lord was like, get in the spirit. You know that thing you preach about? I'm inviting you to it. And I went down to my basement, and I got on my knees, because I had been fighting with my words, and I've been fighting with my attitude, and I've been fighting with my anger, but I wasn't fighting in the anointing. And I said, this is how I fight my battle.
0: Pastor what? This is how I fight my battle, this is how I fight my
2: battle. I said this, God said, I know in the world you used to throw hands, but now I want those hands open towards me. And y'all, it was day 38. My wife was in Wickenburg, Arizona in rehab and had not admitted yet her issue. And my biggest issue with her is that she had not admitted her issue. My issue was evident. Come on, I like fried chicken. I was 420. It was evident, but she could walk around and nobody would know the closet alcoholic that would be passed out in the bathroom. While I was traveling, one time my daughter called me and said, mommy's sleep in the bathroom. I said, just let her sleep. I didn't tell her anything was wrong. I'm only sharing this because it's in a book. So, so don't give me the email. I can't believe you exposed your wife like that. (laughs) Maybe you got something you need to expose while you're emailing me. Day 38. Babe, can I have my phone? I, I realized something. I got on. It's her phone. It's not mine. I don't have a pink case. Look. That's us. Right there. See that? It's a miracle. Right. We're going to go somewhere in a second. I know I'm over time. I don't care. I'm an overseer. I got this app on my phone called Nest. And what Nest does, like right now, my kids are in West Palm Beach. And with, what Nest does, I'm going to do it. I can change the temperature of a place I'm not in. But it's all predicated on what I'm connected to. So right now, my kids are in West Palm Beach. I could turn the heat up, on and up to about 90 degrees and it would wake them up out of their sleep. Come on, somebody, but I'm going to be a good dad. I'm not going to do that. But what I found out that day, I got on my knees and found out that heaven can come to a place that I'm not even in. So I got
0: on my knees. I begin to worship, and I begin to sing. This is how I fight my battle. And what I didn't know is it was in that very moment that the atmosphere was changing. Over 2,000 miles away, I want to know if there's anybody that has a situation that needs a change. Could it be? That
2: The Holy Spirit that was in Baltimore, Maryland showed up 2,000 miles away in Wickenburg, Arizona, and my wife had a supernatural encounter with Jesus because of the atmosphere that I was setting back home. Is there anybody
0: under the sound of my voice that says I'm going to create some atmosphere? Right It may look like
2: I'm surrounded, but I'm And hey, anybody surrounded by something that looks unsurmountable. Look yeah. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. But you're surrounded by, surrounded by heaven right now.
0: It may look like you're surrounded. It, it may look like I'm surrounded, but I'm surrounded so by you. Cause this is It This is how I this is how I'm
2: Come on, put your spiritual antennas up. These are not hands right now, but these are spiritual antennas for the Holy Spirit to know your issue, to know your struggle, to know what you have been praying about. And I'm going to prophesy right now. First, I plead the blood of Jesus. I block and come against every assignment of the enemy that has tried to discourage you and rob you of joy and rob you of peace and rob you of, come on, destiny. I believe right now that your ladder will be greater than your past. I believe right now that you are the head not the tail that you are above and
0: not beneath that you are on top and not on the bottom I believe right now that no weapon that is formed against you is going to prosper I believe right now that greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world so we pray every assignment of the enemy
2: and I pray that your best days are ahead of you i want to prophesy something the bible says that he works all things together for his good for those who are called according to his purpose and i came to prophesy that if it ain't good yet god's not
0: done yet god is about to finish what he started god is about to finish what he started Because the promises of God are yes and amen in Christ Jesus.
2: give you evidence of when the kingdom of God comes in if you know right now that today you need to make Jesus Lord of your life that means make him king that means he's over he is the king of kings he's above your sin he's above your issues if you know that there's some distance in your relationship with God today. You would say, Pastor, if you had a big old fat reset button that I could reset my life, I would jump, crawl, press to hit it. If that's you, on a count of three, we're going to raise our hands and then we're going to pray a prayer of salvation. And I don't care if you've been saved 16,000 times, you're going to leave out here new. Come on. Because the Bible says, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creation. Old things have passed away and behold, all things have become new. One, two, three, hands. Yep. Now everybody repeat after me. Say, Jesus, today, I give my life to you. Today, I reset my life. Today, I reframe my shame. I confess with my mouth and believe in my heart that you are my Lord. That you are my Savior, my savior. and you are my, king. you are my King. And can't no devil in hell, and can't devil in hell. stop me stop. from my purpose. Stop me stop. from joy. Stop me stop. from praise. In Jesus, name. in Jesus' name. And everybody said a good amen. I got one more thing. <laughs> I love when the Holy Spirit shows up. And I didn't give you the last two points, and I don't care. Because I would rather have you and your purpose. Because some of y'all needed an atmosphere. I feel it. And I'm just glad to be home. Uh, Me and my wife, uh, years ago, we were were up in our our living room. And we got three kids, and they're older now, but they were bad. And they were downstairs setting it off, and it was probably my son, because I... I got one I don't really like, and they were downstairs, and me and Irene was trying to have some peace watching a movie, and we were sitting on the couch, and they were messing up our peace, and I feel like the enemy has been messing up some of y'all's peace, and, and th- that dream that you can't sleep because you have these ruminating thoughts, and you're, you're thinking about tomorrow, and you can't concentrate on today, and you're going to leave out of church, and you'll get in the car, and something's going to tell you, you still the same? trying to have some peace. Settle down. They kept messing up our peace. I said, hey, y'all stop playing. Settle down. About 30 minutes later, they forgot. And then I don't know about y'all, but I I got this saying, y'all got one more time. And y'all ever said that? Y'all got one more time, keep playing with me. They did it again. And I said, don't make me come down there. So I went down there and I got our peace back. We don't do timeouts at my house. I went down there and set it off and I feel like the enemy has been robbing you of your peace and it is time for some of you to scream out right now devil you got one more time keep messing with my children keep messing with my finances keep messing with my mind. and now y'all need to say enemy don't make me come down there because over 2,000 years ago The Bible says that Jesus went down to hell and he
0: got the keys to the kingdom. And it is time for you to tell the devil to get out of your house. The devil even got keys.
2: If you gave your life to the Lord for the first time, the team is going to sign right here. It says, welcome to the family. We have something that we want to give you. We want to help you on your journey. Make sure you do that. It's on the screen. I did that. Okay. Now.
0: In the name of Jesus, there is power. In the
2: name of Jesus. We're all the people that says, I'm hired. Come on. Jesus said help wanted and today to do a break, break every chain break every chain break every chain break every chain
0: to break every chain come on come on come on come on come on come on, come on.
2: was preaching in Nairobi no I was preaching in South Africa to about 8,000 South Africans and we started singing this song and they started doing this thing and it was like this and it was like it was like tribal it was like warfare and the Bible says in 2 Corinthians that we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers. That means you cannot fight, uh-huh, a supernatural opponent with a natural weapon. The Bible says that the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty unto the pulling down of strongholds. I wanna let you know something. Irene was not addicted to alcohol. She was addicted to a thought that she was broken because of her past. And then she started medicating the broken thought. Some of you are thinking wrong. And you got to go to the enemy's camp to take back what he stole from you. That's not just a song. The enemy's camp ain't far. It's right here. Paul says that a stronghold is a lie or an accusation that the enemy plants in the mind of believers that are contrary to the word of God. God did not forget you, it's impossible. That's a lie. And some of you are struggling with some things because you believe a lie. But what we're gonna do is we're gonna do what those South Africans did. And I'm gonna hear the chains fallen. And I want to let it. one more time, if you are saved, sanctified, and redeemed, if you don't need to do this for yourself, I dare you to break the chains off your children and off your family. I hear the chains Father. I hear the chains
0: falling. Can somebody war? I hear the chain. I hear the chains I hear the chains I hear the chains. I hear the chains. Come on. I pray I pray that the scourge fall off, I that fall off, I pray that
2: I hope y'all can go there.
1: and check out our podcast channel. And if you like what you heard, please consider sharing with your friends and family to be a blessing to their lives as well. Don't forget to connect with us at our website, thecoolchurch.com. And be sure to follow us on Instagram and Facebook at We Are Cool Church. And always remember that you were created out of love.